Trinity Continuum Aeon, Varg Force Salvation, is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter, at SimulacraRPGs, and on YouTube and Twitch, at SimulacraTV. If you'd like to support the show and the channel, visit patreon.com slash simulacrastudios to become a patron. Patrons are invited to our private Discord server, get exclusive behind-the-screen information, and first-chance access to casting calls and other gaming opportunities. Now, let's join our brave heroes in their battle against the aberrants. Hello and welcome to Samulacra Studios presents Trinity Continuum Aeon Varg for Salvation. So long of a name. Anyway, <laughs> I am your story guide, Scott. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm going to let my players introduce themselves, starting with Nigel, who's then going to throw it to somebody else. Do it. Hi, my name is Nigel. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, Logan, or sorry, James, you're next. Well, you already said my character's name, but um, <laughs> uh, I am James, pronouns they, him, um, and I will go ahead and pass it to Jonathan. Hello, everybody. My name is Jonathan. I will be playing Rafael Alvarez Castillo, and my pronouns are he, him, though I will accept they, them in a pinch. And I'm going to toss it to Josh. Hi, I'm Josh Heath. I am going to be playing Looks Upward Toward the Stars and Sees Danger Ear Laughs At and Destroys. They, them pronouns, and they generally go by laughs. So just to make things easier for folks. You have to sound the exalt. <laughs> and I guess that leaves me. Um, my name's Sean Kreef, and I am playing Wu Cesar. Um, he, him. And I don't have anyone to pass it to, so I'm back to, back to Scott. Back to me. All right. So we open. The camera pans through space, uh, through the moon system of Jupiter, to a small space station, roughly the size of a grocery store. Uh, so not very big at all. Uh, we see ships coming to and from it. Uh, one of those ships we zoom on and we see the image of the 7th Legion emblazoned on the side. It comes, it docks to the station. Uh, we zoom into the station itself, where we see very clean Spartan hallways, an airlock opening up, revealing two Legionnaire characters, starting with Lieutenant Flight Lieutenant Jude Fletcher. Uh, Nigel, could you please describe Jude to us? Sure. Uh, Jude is... Um rather uh, average in terms of build and height. Uh, uh, for anyone paying attention, he definitely seems to come from Earth. He's not tall or gangly like you would see from uh, maybe someone who was born on the moon or Mars. He has shocking red hair, uh, brilliant green eyes, uh, and wears a bio-environmental suit that is currently coded to look like and thus function like a, a, an astronaut suit, a space suit. Um, it's rather form-fitting, but it's not like super skin tight, and it is in Seventh Legion um, colors, uh, sort of deep black, starry, light blue, and purple, uh, with like little electric blue highlights. Um, he has a uh, pistol uh, at his side in a holster, uh, and an enamel knife in a sheath on the opposite side, and looks very much um, uh, all business. 
All right. And coming behind him is Logan. So Logan, please uh, describe uh, your character, or rather Jim, describe Logan. Um, Logan is, he's a little on the tall side, but not overly tall, um, standing close to six foot. Very nondescript, you know, general appearance, wears glasses, brown hair, a little bit of stubble on the face. Um, they would be still in their prison jumper at this point. Um, I don't know if they'd still be handcuffed or anything, but um, they at this have. Point you would ha not have the cuffs on you. Okay, so yeah, uh, they they have just recently been uh, released from an FSA prison uh, for being a decent human being. <laughs> Lord knows we can't have that in the FSA. That's how they get you there. <laughs> so the two of you, this ship has been recently going through some very stealthy maneuvers, a lot of gravity assist uh, slingshot maneuvers around Jupiter and its moon, attempting to conceal its pathway uh, based to, con to confuse anyone who might be watching or looking for you. Uh, and as thus, the both of you are actually fairly exhausted. Uh, as you come into the station, a holographic protection of the station's SI, its satisfactory intelligence, uh, comes up uh, in front of you and begins to escort you to your quarters, uh, where they inform you that you should rest uh, for a few hours before the, whole, the rest of the team gets there, and there will be a briefing in the quote-unquote morning, which, you know, we're in space, so... Whenever that happens. Uh, so yes, they lead you to their, their quarters. Uh, the agent is a uh, very, it's a young, plucky, blue-skinned woman wearing a Project Proteus uh, jumpsuit. Uh, she's very uh, enthusiastic and very helpful, answers any questions that you might have. Um, and she leads you by, you know, every, every once in a while she will blink up the hallway uh, as the holographic trackers uh, take over from one part to the other. Uh, and leads you to, to your quarters, which are nice, but small and spare, uh, mm -hmm. where you guys are able to get a couple hours rest, or at least you hope. The next ship that comes up to the station, once again, doing uh, stealthy gravity assist maneuver, uh, bears the symbol of the Aeon Trinity. And as the uh, ship docks, we zoom back into the hallway, same hallway, same airlock, uh, it opens up, and we see uh, Jonathan. Please describe your character. Please describe Raphael. Um, Raphael is somewhat shorter than you would normally expect for a Varg pilot. He is likely right at the, the height cutoff for it. Um, however, he is surprisingly kind of broad-shouldered in terms of build. He looks stronger. You know, he looks like he could definitely take a hit. Um, dusky skin, dark eyes, um, dark hair. He does wear glasses. Um, whether those are actually enabled for um, augmented reality is anyone's guess. Um, and he will be wearing perfectly pressed and perfectly in order uh, uniform of the Aeon Trinity. 
And coming beside Jonathan is going to be Laughs. Josh, please describe Laughs. So Laughs is a listener. Uh, the listeners are a alien species that uh, in some ways resemble crabs, in some way resemble starfish. They are shelled uh, beings with um, five uh, points uh, and laughs is wearing a rebreather uh, apparatus that allows them to breathe within human friendly atmospheres because listeners are uh, are not capable of doing so for long periods of time without some assistance and has the aeon symbol painted on their shell uh, with a little gamma pip uh, uh, painted next to the symbol to indicate their rank and strong allegiance to the Aeon Trinity. Excellent. I guess I should have added as well, thank you that Raphael does wear uh, gamma pips on his uniform. Excellent. Uh, one wonders how, uh, how a listener has joined the Aeon Trinity. Very good question. Uh, once again, the station's SI pops up holographically. Uh, you are both pretty exhausted from the travel. Uh, and she leads you to your quarters, uh, letting you know that you have a few few hours to rest and recuperate before the rest of the team shows up and you have a briefing in the morning. Uh, which leaves our final member. Uh, would uh, would Wu be uh, coming via ship or would they have other means of getting here? Uh, it would probably be a ship, but it would probably just be uh, a teleporting ship. It's more efficient that way. You know where you're going. Okay, fantastic. So, Especially yeah. if we're bringing the Varg. Yeah. Well, all of your Vargs have been brought here before okay. you guys arrived uh, <clears throat> to have some special modifications done to them. Uh, so you're not traveling with your Varg at the moment. Um, but so, yeah, you are uh, coming in a small uh, teleport helm capable ship uh, that pops into existence next to the facility, docks, and same same hallway, same airlock opens. Your airlock opens and describe Wu for us. Uh, Wu is very short. He is of just short stature genetically on both sides. He is has very prominent Asian features, but his skin is much darker, um, possibly um, Native American or South American, Sud American. He is, however, not frail looking whatsoever. Um, he has very short black hair that is cropped to stay out of the way. Um, and he's just kind of gentle, has a bit of a smile. He waves to his the friend who's the teleporter. He surely has met them before. Mm -hmm. There's not many of them. You know, says he'll see him around. Uh, yeah, and uh, as you say your goodbyes to your your compatriot, uh, the station's SI pops up and you know offers offers to lead you to your quarters, uh, and informs you that briefing will be in four hours. Oh, and the strangest thing is that he also has a breathing apparatus. Hmm. Uh, he is too good at breathing in a human environment. <sighs> My lungs are too good. Uh, right, so. Uh, you all are in your quarters preparing. You know you're not going to be here for long, so it really doesn't make sense to, uh, you know, set up any personal effects or whatnot. But you can still get comfortable. 
and we will pan over uh, as Wu is heading into his quarters. Uh, we pan over to another hallway where we are following one of the very few staff members, human staff members on this uh, in this station. Uh, they are uh, going about their business. Uh, they see another of their their compatriots. They kind of nod uh, and they say, "I have to go uh, check one of the air filters, uh, and I'll be I'll be right back for the meeting." Uh, and they go off. The camera follows them, and they uh, make their way to the Varg Bay, uh, where we see five large, uh, you know, uh, bus-sized vehicles, sort of in the shadows. We don't get details on them just yet. Um, uh, but this crew member, she uh, goes. She finds kind of like this little out-of-the-way maintenance area where there's like a tool shed and kind of takes a very deep breath, uh, centers herself, and then takes her fist and starts pushing on her stomach right under her rib, rib cages and reaches the other uh, hand down her throat, making gagging motions. And eventually she works up this sort of grapefruit-sized, irregular, jagged egg thing. And she takes another deep breath, tears coming out of her eyes from the effort of, of bringing this thing out of herself, uh, and then closes her eyes and then applies pressure, causing the egg to crack. And then intense purple light starts to glow and glow and glow until it consumes her. Uh, and then we rush back up over to each uh, each's uh, quarters where the SI uh, pops back up just as maybe as you're just getting ready to go bed down for, for a couple of hours. And she says, station is under attack. Quantum energy detected. Pilots, get to your Vargs. All right. Uh, we will waste no time and teleport directly to Ms. Cockpit. All right. Well, we will need to roll initiative right now. Actually. <laughs> uh, so uh, for those not familiar, initiative in this game is going to be the lower of your empathy plus dexterity or your uh, athletics plus cunning. So please uh, roll that up and let me know when you have numbers. Again, you're looking for eights or aboves in successes. So we are, uh, it is the lower of, of which of these? I'm empathy sorry. Empathy plus dexterity okay. or athletics plus cunning. Okay. Four for me. Okay. Somehow. All right. Two. Uh, are you holding up a two there, uh, Logan? Yep. Yep. Okay. Two. Dose. All right. Two. One. Actually, do tens count as? Uh, they they, they rerolled. Huh? Rerolled. Tens explode. Reroll. Okay. One moment then. All right. Uh, yeah, still two. Uh, Sean, you said you had four? Correct. Uh, Nigel, how much did you get? Zero. Okay. I've got one out of seven dice. Okay. Okie dokie. So, 
that means in our initiative order, uh, now the way initiative once again works is you, you did not just roll your initiative numbers. What you did is you rolled to establish a slot for your team. Uh, so we are going to be starting at uh, uh, initiative number five, which just so happens to be an aberrant. Uh, as you guys are shaken into awareness and the adrenaline starts to flow, uh, you, you hear a terrible wrenching sound coming from the Varg Bay. Uh, uh, and then we have go to four, where we have a PC term. Who would like to take the first PC go? Um, so I have a question about one of my superior powers. Okay. Uh, lightning reflexes to lets me declare I am seizing focus before another character, friend, or foe. This doesn't adjust initiative roster. My character still gets my other action that round. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I can act at the same time as the, as the aberrant? You could go before them. Okay. Then I would like to do that. Okay, so you're activating that. Now, that's once per combat. Yes. That you can do that. Uh, so, yeah, you activate that. So, before that wrenching sound, uh, Jude jumps into motion, and uh, you're able to head out the door. Uh, the, like I said, this isn't a very big area. Uh, I would say that you certainly would be able to get to the Varg Bay uh, with your, your movement uh, uh, action. Uh, and when you do, you sort of open the, the bulkhead door, and what you see inside, you see five human-sized creatures that all seem to be made of perfect porcelain white. Uh, and they are their hands glow with this terrible purple light, uh, and they are climbing up on the Varg bays, uh, trying to get to your Vargs. Um, uh, and one of them, uh, one of them starts to. Uh, tear at uh, one of the, the restraining bolts on the Vargs uh, as their action. Uh, so yes, that would be your seize focus action to get there. Uh, and then the Aberrant made, it, made its go. It's a terrible sound. It, like, uh, it, it seems to be like cutting through the restraining uh, bolts on it, uh, trying to get at like a key component. Uh, and then we do have another PC go on four. So, would, Jude, would you like to go there again? I can, but I don't want to steal the spotlight. Okay, me. all right. So then uh, you'll you'll forego that. So we have another PC who gets to go on on four. John, you wanted to go early. Yeah, if if it's possible, I would like to. Assuming I do have a, because I'm formatted, I should have a connection to the bar. Can I teleport into the cockpit? Uh. You can teleport into the cockpit, yes, if you so desire. Um, it will. It's still in its restraining brace, so it would it would be needing to get out of it before it would be able to act. Uh, Does it get out of that? I mean, it'll probably take a round to. Oh, yeah, no, but do can I can I initiate it, or do I have to break out? No, no, you uh, you can initiate it. You you um, like you you have been informed. Yeah, you have full control over your varg, including like release functions. So there's no you don't have to ask permission or or, or do anything. But yeah, it would you could start that process. All right. Well, then I would like to do that. Um, it is a role of psi and translocation. If we are rolling, mm -hmm. uh, actually, hold on. I need to roll something real quick. If you are activating uh, that power, um, as you are bringing your uh, psi abilities online. Uh, 
you feel static, you feel resistance uh, to your uh, your capacity to bend through space and time. Um, that is going to be an additional plus two difficulty. Oh, well, that's not very good, but I that cancels out favored mode, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so what is the connection to a formatted device? I believe that's uh, like a new connection, like the closest kind that you have. The psionic? Yeah, the psionic connection. Okay, so then I have a total of plus four enhancement. Uh, sorry, plus five. Nope, four. One for being a dot higher than I need, two from favored mode, and one from the connection. So six dice for enhancement. Go ahead and spend the corruption for that action interrupt. And I rolled a single success. Okay. So you are able to, uh, with all your, enha your enhancement online, you're able to overcome that difficulty. And yeah, you pop into your uh, your, your barred co cockpit. Uh, the the uh, cockpit is sort of open at the moment. Uh, so once you get in, you start to feel the psychic connection starts to flow through you. you uh, your feeling extends out. The cockpit closes over you as the Varg begins to come online. Uh, uh, you see the same thing that Jude saw. You see these five porcelain individuals uh, climbing over the Varg base. Uh, so we have two PC goes on two. Who would like to go next? Um, I I will, but um, unfortunately, I'm I am not uh, as fancy as some of these other folks that are running around. So I have to to just use my, my own two legs to try to get in there. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, you are absolutely able to book it, get to the Varg Bay. Uh, you know, you're right behind Jude. You see you see this thing. Yeah. You see uh, these five porcelain things just. Going to town. Uh, who'd like to take the next one? I would. Um, so uh, laughs. Uh, here's the SI. You know, give the uh, alert and uh, uh, yells. Um, All right, cheese bags. Let's go and make this a thing. Turn on the recording. We're gonna listen to some tunes. Some bang from twenty one oh two. Boop, boop, boop. and uh, starts running down the hallway occasionally uh slapping a couple of uh arms on the wall pushing off and doing ridiculous spins while doing so uh, okay are you employing any of your edges to perhaps move faster yeah so probably several of them uh he or they are uh you have free running Mm -hmm. as one of their edges uh, including uh both the obstacle runner and flow dots um so they're going as fast as they can um, speeding I, down I, I will say that given your capacity to beat uh feet for lack of a better term uh that you would actually be able to get there in time to also have an action cool um they are going to kind of uh already have a, a sense of what things are going to look like because of some of their uh, clairsentient uh, abilities. And so uh, try to be uh, ahead of whomever is going to be doing something aggressive from the, uh, the antagonistic side. So just trying to find the right place to be to 
uh, take a hit uh, if one's coming against uh, any of my friends who I know are going to be here. Okay, so that you you are basically pushing yourself full forward. Uh, uh, are you taking like a full defensive action? Then would that be yes, the, the, correct? Okay, cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, just so happens uh, there are some aberrants who have some opinions about your presence here. Uh, let me bring up their stats. Uh, I'm going to send you a question real fast, Scott. But sure. go ahead and continue. No problem. Uh, so yes, one of these porcelain beings, uh, like sees you coming, c- coming towards it, uh, sees you take a weird stance that kind of doesn't understand, but sees as aggressive, uh, and they will, uh, jump off the Varg bag, bays, their terrible glowing purple hands, uh, coming at, uh, coming at you, uh, and is going to take a smashing fist down on you. Uh, so please roll your defense, please. You roll double dice for having taken the defensive action. Right. Okay, and just a reminder for audiences and for Josh, I get to choose the particular defense attribute that I use, correct? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a lot of dice. Okay, three successes. Three successes. All right. Um, doing doing a little bit of math here. Do you have any durability scale? I do not. Well, this terrible this terrible purple hand seems to have like some heavy weight to it. In other words, it has the heavy tag, so it is operating at a plus one scale. Uh, so it has uh, a total of eight successes minus three for your defense uh so it has five successes to play with uh what is your soft armor minus two uh soft armor armor minus two would be zero or probably negative numbers all righty then so it is going to come down on you uh and it is a terrible terrible blow right into the sort of center mass of your being and you take two injury conditions ouch right uh, in the squeedly spooch right mm-hmm. in the squeedly spooch um i will say yeah you uh your uh it it, it kind of gets you like right like uh on one of the eye like your eye uh, sockets mm, yeah uh and so your vision is impaired uh, so you're going to have a plus uh, one difficulty uh, to any sort of vision-based rolls. Uh, and then like whatever this energy in kind of burns uh, at your, um, uh, it burns into you. Uh, and you will also have a negative one dice to any psi rolls. Okay. Question on that, because I have telepathic resistance. Does that offer any sort of resistance? No, this, this is sort very, of very, very physical. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, okay, uh, a second aberrant is going to jump down uh, and is going to uh, uh, clamber over into the cockpit just as it is about to open, uh, close over you, uh, Wu. And it's going to try and snake in a, a last-minute jab at you. Uh, so please roll your defense. Ah, uh, zero successes. Zero successes. Fantastic. Okay. 
Um, all right. Uh, what is your soft armor minus two? Two. Two. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's see here. Uh, so, uh, it is going to, once again, it is, it is seemingly a very powerful blow, uh, that, uh, nonetheless, uh, is able to crack you in the head and you feel this burning on your hair, uh, as your hair kind of catches on this purple fire. Uh, you are also going to take two injury conditions from this, uh, because they have one scale over you, unless you have any durability scale on your person, on yourself personally. No. Uh, Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so you will, um, uh, yeah, you will also have a negative one die to any side rolls, uh, until this condition is cleared up. Uh, and you also, um, uh, it sort of, it, it rings your bells. So you're going to have a plus one difficulty on any mental based rolls. Okay. Uh, let me go back to my initiative tracker. Is it uh, plus one yeah, difficulty or minus one die for Psy? Uh, minus one die. Okay. Um, and yeah, so, uh, that has done that, uh, the last aberrant this turn is going to, um, uh, hold on, let's see who looks more of a threat. Yeah, it is going to come for Jude. Uh, I am curious if I can activate a gift, um, or if I need to wait for my initiative. Uh, which gift? Chess master. Uh, I will say you can go ahead and activate that if you so desire. I'd like to spend a point of inspiration and activate it then for okay. the group. So, and... Chess Master, uh, you all gain a new defense stunt outwit for the rest of this scene, which gives you half of my reflective facet rounded up, so you all have plus two to your defense. All right. Uh, nice. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be super nice. Uh, and uh, and retroactively apply that. So you, so two, both of you who have gotten injured, go ahead and take off one of those injury conditions. Which one? Uh, your choice. I'll take the sigh off because who needs to think? Who needs to think? Anyway, and so just that, for a, a thematic activation of that, just stay maneuverable. Don't let them hit you. I'm already sitting down. <laughs> That's a you problem. All right, so yeah, it is going to be coming after you, Jude, uh, with that uh, that uh, enhancement uh, available to you. So go ahead and roll your defense, please. Uh, okay, uh, I will use my um, uh, make sure I'm using the right power here. Um, uh, I see the character, I, I see the hit coming. Um, uh, when someone targets my character with an attack, I can automatically increase my defense by one. I can do this once per round. So this time I'm going to be bumping that up, my defense up from two to three. Okay. Um, so that's 10 and that's a nine. So two successes. Uh, two successes. So that is plus your, um, uh, all right. And what is your soft armor, armor minus two? Uh, two. Wait, two? what defense was I supposed to roll? A stat? You are supposed to roll uh, one of your resilience attributes. Oh. Um, and then you get the bonus from uh, from uh, uh, Raphael. Yes. Yeah. Uh, composure. Um, I'll, I'll say that I rolled composure because that's also a three dot. And it's just okay. me like very calmly kind of looking and just like 
getting out of the way. Okay. Uh, not so anime much dodge. like yeah, exactly, and it, like super cool uh, anime dodge. So I rolled two successes on that. Um, my defense is three, and I have plus two defense because of um, uh, uh, Raphael's uh, uh, gift. Mm-hmm. So what that means is this thing comes down on you. Uh, and you are able to dodge right out of the way uh, with your cool composure, plus the advice from Raphael uh, and your inner reserves, and it does not hit you. Uh, now I have a PC turn. Which would be me. Uh, or Jude. I thought Jude had already... already uh, Jude sees focus oh, uh, yeah. to, okay. uh, to do an additional turn this round. My, my, my brain's not working yet. You are, um, fine. you are fine to go. I want to go at the end now. Yeah, so uh, Logan is still getting used to not being like shackled and chained a little bit. Um, takes a takes a minute to kick into action, um, but they two go running down the hallway um, towards where they heard the the attack was. Okay. Um, they also have the free running uh, edge at two dots, so. Okay, yeah, then uh, I will say you'll be able to get there in time uh, to, yeah. uh, to also take an action. Um, have they had their psi powers unlocked at this point? Yes, you are fully okay. capable of doing whatever you wish to do. Okay. Um... <laughs> uh, I want to have them attempt to uh, flash freeze the guy that punched our uh, listener friend. Okay, uh, make that roll. Now that is, this is my first time playing a psionic, so I want to play with the new toys. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to double check. It's not specifying the roll. So, so is it's it going to be psi? your psi plus your okay. mode dots in that mode. Oh, okay. Your dice pool. I remembered seeing that somewhere, but my brain just forgot it. Um, so that would be... A lot of dice. Come on, dice bot. That is six successes. All right. And uh, I have favored mode, so that's a plus two enhancement, bringing it up to an eight. Okay, fantastic. So uh, that means you have. Uh, uh, you have, it's defense is three. Uh, so you've hit it. Uh, you've got five success to play with it. It's soft armor is two. Uh, so that means it costs two successes to do damage to it. Okay, so I still have six to play with? Yeah, well. Uh, no, so yeah. Uh, how much total successes do you have? Eight. Eight, okay. So take three away from its defense. Okay, so five, yep. and so then five. minus another two. Minus another two to do a damage to it, which you can do. Okay. And then you have three to play with. Um, uh, does that power give you any... Um... It does let me spend um, successes to add tags to it. Um, which tags? So I'm imagining him flash freezing. So I could only add aggravated, non-lethal, spread, and weighted. Um, 
So I'm thinking about spending two of those three for aggravated and weighted. Okay. And uh, you know what weighted does? Makes things heavier. Let me double okay. check. All right. Um, wish it had that linked there, but let me find it here. All right. So we'll say you do that. You definitely do a damage to it. Uh, he should also have two more successes. Oh. He's got uh, thermokinesis above. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have to. So, uh, so with that, I will say that you can also crit it. So that does, does another damage to it, if you so desire. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you freeze it. It looks real nasty. It slows it, slows it down. Um, and yeah, so um, then we're going to have another aberrant attack. Uh, one of them uh, falls down from the rafters, uh, from the, the Varg Bay that it's trying to get into, falls down on Logan. Uh, so please go ahead and roll your defense, which is once again, one of your resilience attributes. Resilience plus two from... from game, plus two correct? from Taskmaster, yes. Plus two enhancement or dice? Uh, you know what? We're not going to care about that because it botches. Yeah, I got three successes on my defense, Yeah, it, it so. just, it face plants uh, <laughs> right in front of you. Um, I just kind of look down at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it uh, does not look good. Actually, yeah, you, um, and we'll just say for for simplicity's sake, it's the one that you just attacked uh, as it sort of slips and falls and, and is a thing. So when it falls in front of you and you see that all the damage that you've done to it, you see part of that uh, porcelain crack away and it mm -hmm. falls and like half of its face and some of its arm uh, underneath is exposed. And it's not gruesome or like terrifying it just looks like someone who's been on like six months of chemo it looks like a cancer patient under there um but that will be another pc turn i think i'm the last one who has not gone actually yes uh so i'm going to um i i um, haven't but uh oh right. then you go ahead oh yeah that's right never mind yeah so good. No, I'm super quiet because I'm I'm still learning the system. Everybody, my first time. Um, I assume that we're issued like standard sidearms. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You would have a sidearm. Um, if you just want a standard sidearm, uh, slug thrower is what I've got, and it's a pretty good standard uh gun. Um, Perfect. Yeah, has... they, don't, they don't let you use lasers in space. <laughs> Boo. Well, specifically, um. It has variable ammo, so if you want to load it with the ammo that's that's safe to shoot inside of a uh, uh, a spaceship that's non-frangible, and all it does is add the non-penetrating tag to it. Okay. Um, so yep. it would be an enhancement to attack short-range ballistic um, uh, with uh, with non-penetrating as the as the operating tag. Okay. Yeah. So you would add, so you would basically roll your aim plus an attribute. Perfect. Uh, going to. Does the attribute that I roll matter? Um, as long as it's appropriate to the to the situation. Like, uh, just uh, t tell me the attribute you want to use, and and I will say yes or no. Uh, since I'm been sort of approaching this battle in a very calm and collected way, I'd like to know if I can. 
um, use intellect, actually, since I'm trying to take it from that perspective. Sure. Sounds good to me. It works for your character. Excellent. Thank you for letting me use a lot of dice. Uh, are you aiming at, uh, there's one that's been damaged. The other ones are appear to be undamaged. Which Are you aiming at a fresh one or at the damaged one? What one poses the most danger to a member of this group at the at this moment? Uh, the one that's damaged looks pretty pretty um, messed up. It's not totally down, but it, it looks impaired. Um, mm -hmm. The one that probably uh, poses the most damage is uh, probably the one that got up on laughs. That's the one I'm going to aim at then. Okay. Because I would like to try to save my compatriot here. Dice have smiled upon me today. A total of seven dice that is six successes. Okay, and you have two enhancement from your uh, gun. Mm -hmm. so that is a total of eight successes, uh, minus three for their defense. Uh, so then, and it has two soft armor. So it costs two successes to hurt it once. Okay, uh, which you can do. Uh, and then you have three left over. Um, my suggestion to you with those dice Please. is to use the pin down stunt, uh, which essentially means that it has to overcome uh, that complication that you're putting yes. on it, i.e. it has to spend its successes. Uh, and if it does not overcome that and its next attack roll, it takes an additional damage. I would like to do that. Okay, so it is pinned down in addition to the damage that you've already done to it. Uh, okay, then I believe that is not Nigel's Nigel's go there. Sorry, Nigel. No, you're fine. This is I I wanted to go last. Um, I will uh, crouch against uh, like I'll brace against one wall and just Superman dive straight into the uh, open cockpit of my Varg. Okay, so you're getting that and starting to activate the Varg. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, we almost go up to the top of the round, but there is one aberrant turn left to go. Uh, there is a horrible sound of energy uh, energy emission and uh, shearing metal uh, as something slices through the station. Uh, the lights go off, uh, emergency siren, sirens and, and klaxons and, and, and signals start to go off. Um, there is a pop and a rush of explosive decompression uh, in the station. Um, uh, and the grav crystals that maintain gravity uh, flicker. Uh, so there's like a pulse upwards and then a pulse downwards of gravity. Um, so the gravity is unreliable at the moment, but, the, but for, for this round, the, you still have gravity. Uh, and there's also a rush of air coming out. Um, there's a slamming of a bulkhead door. Uh, so that there's this uh, basically the sections that can be pressurized or that can be prevented from losing pressure do. Luckily, the Varg Bay is one of those. Uh, but something real bad just happened from outside the station. Uh, we are at the top of the round, uh, which is an aberrant turn in and of itself. Uh, so um, one is going to be coming after Raphael. Uh, so please roll your defense which is a resilience right. attribute. 
stamina work for that? Works well, absolutely. Do you benefit from your own gift? Yep. Nice. And we all benefit from that gift for the rest of the round. Is that for the rest of the scene? Is that does that does it say it gives you two more dice or two more enhancement? Um, it specifically says it's the outwit at half the chess master's reflective facet rounded up to the character's defense. Well, so it's a flat bonus to defense. Yes, that's pretty good. That's the best possible option. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I. So right. right now you're just rolling straight stamina. Mm -hmm. Yes. Four. Four? Okay. Plus uh, the two. So that would plus be six. Plus the two. Uh, okay. So uh, it does not uh, have uh, enough successes. It, it can hit you, but does not have enough successes to damage you with your armor. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, what is your soft armor in your uh, on your person? If we go with standard battle dress, it's two. Two. Uh, which uh, I think yeah, I think Logan is the only person who's not appropriately decked out. Yeah, yet. yeah, At yeah. The very I mean, least, you would have access to standard battle battle dress. Standard um, battle dress. Um, yeah. Two. So okay, but that but that goes away because of of a tag that it has. That's fine. Um, uh, regardless, uh, it does not have enough damage to hit you, uh, but it does. It also pins you down. It basically gets in your face. Okay. Uh, so, and next time you try and make an offensive move, you'll have to overcome uh, a two dikes complication, which we'll we'll uh, we'll address then. Okay. Uh, so that gets up in your face and kind of pins you to a to the to a wall a little bit. Uh, next, we have a PC turn. I would um, like to save our little buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, can I? <clears throat> once again, I would like to teleport my entire varg. <laughs> and use the pile bunker on the aberrant that was beating up on the starfish. Okay, absolutely you can. <laughs> because I don't think I want to open up with the coil gun or the anti-material cannon yet. No, you really don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag sentences that have never been said before. We <laughs> do not all need to be chunky salsa in like the first combat. Here. Well, I was just thinking about <laughs> explosive, very explosive decompression. Uh, okay. so, I, so some of us do not have a way to survive in space. Well, then you shouldn't be in space. All right. So yeah, go ahead and make your the attack roll with that. Okay. So normally I would ask to use stamina, but that doesn't really make sense for the Varg. So I'm going to use dexterity. don't think I have anything that impacts this. Uh, 10 successes with the enhancement. Okay, and uh, I believe you are acting at an additional scale above it. Yes, uh, well, I'm acting at scale too. I don't know if that it, what its it, scale is no it, it's it's for for everything but but using its terrible fist at scale one uh, yeah. that affects your uh your uh your abilities uh that would make it one more or well, two more two more yeah uh okay so with that and it's soft armor of two which is very negligible to this uh does that have any tags that would affect its armor 
Yeah, it has uh, destructive. Oh yeah, then that makes its armor go away. So <clears throat> you are able to essentially. Uh, so how how are you uh, destroying this particular aberrant? Because you are destroying this particular aberrant. So what I would like to do is just do a quick, very short hop out of the bay and put the claw of the Diodata against it, and then just the claw pops out um, right through it and just restract, retracts and says, do you have any classics? <laughs> uh, at this point, I would like you to describe your, 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 your Varg, please. So Kwan's Revenge is a mechanized dinosaur of sorts. I mean, it looks like it's a living dinosaur strapped with guns almost, but an alien dinosaur in that it has no eyes. It is a bright cobalt blue. Each of the arms, uh, one of the arms has a folded large gun of some sort underneath it like a claw, and the other had a claw that is now extended through an aberrant. But the biggest changes up on the shoulders are two massive Gatling guns, each one with two sets of barrels. Um, and it's probably the smallest Varg here, but it is, it's quick. And it also is a little chameleon-esque. The colors shift, but only slightly. All right. So that aberrant is popped like a zit. Uh, so next we have a PC turn. Who would like to go? I would like to go if I could. You can. Um, as uh, Wu uh, does his attack, uh, Laughs is going to uh, change the music that they are singing <laughs> to uh, a version of Led Zeppelin's um, immigrant song. And they are going to go, woo, woo, and spin yes. up Ooh. onto their Varg. Uh, he's specifically uh, saying uh, woo, uh, intending to talk about Wu Cesar um, and uh, leap into his Varg, uh, we'll leap into their Varg. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you do that, you are able to activate it. Mm -hmm. um, and let's have you describe your Varg as it comes in, comes online. Yeah, so Laugh's Varg uh, is unnamed uh, because they see it as kind of an extension of them. Uh, it was uh, personally grown for them using the template of the Kraken, um, which is a uh, usually a six-armed. Uh, theirs is a, a modified five-armed uh, Varg that is very squat and short um, with uh, these arms that resemble, uh, you know, uh, starfish arms uh, in the way that they're designed. Uh, and there are several weapons platforms uh, on it that, uh, again, evoke a starfish in color and uh, design. Um, they're clearly going for a theme that they're leaning into. Um, and it probably only stands about four or five feet, but it is wide, um, uh, maybe even 20 or 30 feet wide. It's uh, so big that way. So, uh, Okay, so you get into your Varg. We have another PC turn. I'll go ahead and take this one. Um, seeing as Raphael is pinned, correct? Um, we don't want to flash freeze or flash fry them because that could potentially hurt our friend. 
so they're going to opt for temperature extremes, which allows me to localize it within the individual person. Okay. Um, new toys. I like playing with the new toys. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So temperature extremes, I believe, causes uh, uh, basically causes indirect damage. Uh, so yep. go ahead and roll your psi plus modes. Uh, that is five total successes. They are allowed to resist it on a stamina plus side. Uh, yeah, well, they don't have either of those. So, uh, uh, so, but I do roll their uh, their um, their desperation pool, um, which they do uh, and botch on. Uh, so it starts. So are you freezing this thing, or are you are you heating it up? Uh, freezing because that is less likely to cause indirect damage to our ally. They might get a little cold but uh, there's no chance of them lighting on fire or getting melted aberrant guts on them. <laughs> uh, and how many successes did you roll? Five. Uh, okay. So yeah, you literally crystallize this thing uh, and like the outer layer of it just sort of like uh, freezes and fragments and falls to dust. And then uh, you, so you see slumping over right in front of you, uh, Raphael, is this like frostbitten, person that, that looks withered and emaciated and you just uh, see logan's head like poking over its shoulder before he starts calmly walking towards his varg <laughs> nice thanks uh, uh okay uh so um what happens next uh is there is another terrible sound from outside of the uh, the arena, uh, the the station, as another uh, lancing blast of quantum energy slices again through it. Uh, this time, the Varg Bay takes a direct hit. Um, uh, I, I we're going to let, uh, for dramatic purposes, we are going to let all PCs not in their Vargs uh, scramble through the air and get into their Vargs uh, as the space station opens up. Um, uh, um, uh, there is a swift, a, a brief data transmission uh, before the, the, the station goes completely kaput uh, as the station SI uh, transmits itself into uh, your Varg, Jude. Um, uh, and like she sort of like pops up in a little display looking a little frazzled. Uh, and you see all of you in your Vargs are exposed to open space, wherein you see a um, being about the size of a blue whale. Uh, it is similar to the aberrant that you were just fighting in that it is perfect porcelain white, uh, but it is it has the countenance of two different people, a man and a woman, fused back to back. Uh, and it's just sort of in a terrible parody of a starfish, uh, its limbs kind of like floating out there. Um, it's perfect porcelain face uh, has a crack in it uh, in a mockery of a human smile uh, glowing with that purple energy and its head, it, it, both of its hair is on fire. Uh, and even through the vacuum of space, it is singing to you in a per pitch perfect rendition of a very old classic song uh, called The Origin of Love. And that is where we're gonna take a brief pause.
All right, so you we come back uh, to a destroyed space station. Uh, everyone else is in their Vargs. Uh, uh, Jude, please describe your Varg to you as it is floating in space and, and approaching this whale aberrant. Sure. Um, it, uh, at first glance, it seems very plain. Uh, it's, it's humanoid in shape, two arms, two legs ahead. Um, but if you, anyone who is more familiar with, with Vargs and their customization can see that this has been heavily modified. It has ailerons and like, as, as like the last of the atmosphere wicks away to nothing in the vacuum, little uh, vernier engines like um, start to uh, gimbal and orient uh, and fire little bursts of, of like bright blue plasma to steady, steady him. Um, it has got ailerons for atmospheric flight. It has uh, engines for space flight. And you even see there's like extra cabling uh, and like paneling along the legs, hips and back for like running ground speed. Um, anyone amongst the, the other players who is at all like a gearhead would recognize this as a Kingfisher high mobility variant or HMV uh, mech. Um, it's got a seventh legion color scheme. Uh, again, sort of the, the dark space purples and blues. Uh, and uh, it's got a, uh, a rail gun shoulder mounted that's currently stowed against sort of a, a backpack and a just a giant katana, just a giant slightly curved vibro blade that is in a sheath that is at its waist. It just has a giant fucking sword. Because of course it does. Because of uh, and, course it does. Uh, so Raphael, please describe your Varg to the group. Um, Raphael's Varg is a lot of sleek lines and slender, like kind of slender, but very powerful looking mechanical limbs. It, For those of you that are more gearhead inclined among the Varg pilots, it's clear that this was possibly grown after or modeled off of one of the Icarus combat assault Vargs. Um, it is, however, very different in and of the fact that it has what appears to be kind of an articulated wing array. Um, it likewise has a fairly large sheathed vibroblade, but the wing arrays, whether or not they provide flight, that's anybody's question at this point. However, they do clearly also provide some support for the smart missile launcher system that the uh, Varg very clearly has. Colors-wise, it is largely in dark colors with accents of a of gunmetal and crimson. Sweet. And finally, Logan. Logan's Varg from the waist up almost looks humanoid. Um, it's covered with some chitinous armor, nothing too fancy, but underneath it, you can see veins of this deep purple material going around. And on its back, there sits some small, almost pixie-like wings. Um, and for its legs, it has the uh, sort of reverse jointed legs you would see on um, 
uh, werewolves and Krenos form for those of you who are Werewolf the Apocalypse fans or, you know, typical of anthropoidal uh, animals. Um, it's got that reverse jointed weird looking legs designed for jumping and leaping. And right now it doesn't look like it's obviously armed with anything. It doesn't display any weaponry. All right. So um, when you see this image, uh, this, this uh, uh, gigantic uh, beast with two backs uh, or one back, really, uh, two fronts, uh, aberrant, uh, is floating out in space. It seems to be turning from the station, like turning its gaze from you. Uh, and uh, Jude, uh, uh, Jude, you get a pop up from uh, from your the SI, uh, and she says, uh, "The transport's coming in. You have to protect it." And there's like a little like zoom in on your reticle where you see this like uh, uh, small ship that is burning in fast towards where the station used to be, uh, and says, "It's vital. That's how you'll get to the staging area." So yeah, like we all have a little tag on our HUDs of of like, you know, <laughs> protect the burger town, you know, like um, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we all have a little HUD light up thing um, describing the, the objective, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, it seems to be turning its gaze out to space uh, and it does not seem to regard you very well, uh, but we have a PC turn to go. Who would like to take first crack at this monster? Uh, I would. Okay. Uh, and uh, keying like the, the, the broadcast mic uh, for the radio broadcast for everyone, uh, Jude will, will cry out, uh, Varg for salvation, attack, and will launch forward full thrust, drawing his sword as he uh, attacks for a, a, a essentially a drive-by slash. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your close combat. You can't start with the sword. Oh no, I am I'm versatile. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, so some mechanics notes here. Uh, since you're in your varg, you have a base scale power and durability scale of two. Um, uh, so just just to note that. Um, uh, does this sword have any anything else that would increase its scale? Uh, it is um, in terms of equipment. Uh, let me pull it up. It is Varg scale. It has the, the scale, uh, it has the tag Varg scale. It is also brutal, deadly, destructive to, uh, and like melee and two-handed. Okay, but it's not. But no, heavy. it'd be hitting it, it'd be hitting it scale two. Yeah, it'd be hitting it scale two. The Varg scale tag uh, really means that that applies extra scale to human size opponents. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you are, you are rocking scale two at the moment uh, okay. in terms of your power. Uh, okay, so yeah, that is going to be that. Um, uh, I will let you know. I will let everyone know this. Uh, this uh, aberrant, uh, especially I will. This aberrant is operating at corruption six, uh, and I will say for laughs, you are immediately able to detect this as a terret scale aberrant. Okay. Mm. Um, I would like to use dexterity as my uh, sure. as my as my stat because mm -hmm. um, this is kind of more like a a finesse like drive by like precision slash. Um, so the sword itself gives me, uh, there's five enhancement on it. Uh, my dice pool is nine. 
And I don't have anything else that is applicable, I don't think, in terms of like skill tricks or specialties. Mm, nope. Okay. Um, oh, thank God. I see at least one nine. Uh, one success plus five. Uh, Enhancement is that that is six, and um, does uh, power scale factor into the number of successes I get? Uh, not this moment because it okay. has durability scale four. Okay, uh, meaning that you are two under it, so that increases the difficulty to hit it by far, by um, uh, by two. Um, uh, its defense is five, so. Um, uh, what uh, what tags did it have on that? I've got brutal, deadly, destructive two, uh, melee two-handed, and bark scale. Okay, so with the destructive tag, which takes two away from its soft armor, uh, that means that you uh, you you basically have zero successes to to play around on this thing. However, now that its its soft armor is zero, you you can damage it once. Okay, so all she wrote. Cinematically, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's this it's this beautiful, graceful arc through space, like the the engines twist in just the in just the right way to bring him around so that you know it's the striking angle is perfect. It's the single Eido strike uh, to I'm gonna say probably the soft part of the neck or what would be the soft part of the neck for anything that wasn't you know the size of a blue whale and made out of porcelain. Um, and very dramatically, it's like it's just kind of sparks off the edge, uh, and and uh, Jude will will swear over the open uh, calmly. This thing is tough. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right, uh, we have another PC turn to go. Who would like to take a shot? Okay. So, what I would like Laughs to do is to scuttle out. On, into uh, jumping from thing to thing, trying to grapple this uh, aberrant that we are dealing with. Uh, okay. You I are want... just close enough, I would say, to, to be able to jump, uh, jump there. Uh, go ahead and make that shot. Okay. I'm just triple checking a couple of things to make sure I'm doing them right because I have a bunch of edges about grappling things. And I was reviewing them and now I can't find the thing I just need to read. Okay. So I am doing this uh, cunningly. I know uh, I can just guess where uh, on its arms and legs and various other points uh, on its body would distract it enough to uh, it is, get this it. This is size four, by the way. I, I understand. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, if that matters. Yep. Uh, I am probably not great at grabbing its various pieces, but I am trained at grabbing its various pieces too. Noted. So trying my best. All right, I have an, a lot of dice.
So, uh, okay. So I got three successes. I am also using fivefold grappling martial arts, uh, which should give me, if I succeed, three enhancement on a complicate action against them. Okay. Uh, so you have three successes mm -hmm. uh, to hit. Um, its defense is five. So I okay. probably not, not then. Yeah, I do not think you're mm -hmm. able to get a, get a hold on this thing. Okay, it's just, it's just too ungainly. It's too big and weird shaped uh, for you to try and like grab onto a vital spot. Uh, but that does mean that you get momentum for whomever's tracking that. Oh, that does remind you. You guys do have momentum. Oh, I'm aware. Uh, which, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Add extra dice and whatnot, but I will click on a momentum there. Uh, all right. So uh, there'll be another PC term after that. So you kind of go, <laughs> you kind of, you fail to get, uh, get, um, uh, hold on it. Fortunately, you did not botch, in which case I would be able to do the, the spinny, uh, spinny out into space. Uh, right. Funny thing. Uh, but so, no, you're still hovering in that area. So who laughs. Is at least like laughing while they are uh, trying to gain purchase on this. You knew thing. that would fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyone mind if I take a shot? Um, I actually uh, would like to take the next PC slot, if I may. You may. I would like to spend a point of inspiration, uh, story guide, and I would like to use the bigger they are. Absolutely, you can do that. Uh, so that will, yeah, that you can bring that online, uh, which will have an effect on scale, uh, and that yeah. you would still have an action to go. And having activated that, I would like to, is there a visible, so you said it's like two faces, correct? Yeah, it's two faces, like, uh, like fused from like the back of the head down to, to the buttocks area. Excellent. I would like to um, use my Viper Blade and lunge forward with thrusters and in true properly trained fencing, uh, with true properly trained fencing finesse, I would like to attempt to go straight for one of the eyes on one of the faces with my Viper Pick Blade. Uh, make me a close combat roll. So if you do want to utilize any momentum, it's a pool of floating dice that we all yes. have access to. As we botch, we fill it. So if we okay. fail, we fill it. Yeah, you fail okay. in, well, you, uh, botch, failing increases it by one. Botching it and fills it by two. Yes, sorry. Okay, okay so, so for this, it is close combat plus any attribute that should apply? Yeah. Okay, so let me do that. And what momentum are we at? Uh, we yeah, have only at six, six momentum. Huh? Okay, so I can add that. Well, as you add, you take you take dice away. So okay. usually, well, in past games, we usually ask how much the party is willing to give up. So, like, yeah, well, if, if you want to take two or three, go ahead. Any expenditure okay. of momentum has to be approved by the table. I will bring it up to the, all of you at the table then. Um, the bigger they are, I am essentially for this scene where I am on the same scale as what we were fighting. Only you? This action. Only me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, because... that's, just for this, this, that's just for this turn, unfortunately. Yeah, it's only yeah. for this turn, unfortunately. 
Um, it just um, the scale difference between me and the my opponent for one round. Um, so it allows me to ignore the rule that says I have no effect against opponent with a scale difference of three or greater. I'm fine with giving them four. Yeah. Uh, how much? Yeah. How much do we have? Six. Six. He can only take three. Oh yeah. Oh, then three. <laughs> three it is. If you all are okay with that. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. As long as you Perfect. take three. Yep. Yes. The more you know. <laughs> Horrible uh, two-person uh, monster. <laughs> instead yeah, of the I've star. got to re-roll two because I had two tens in there. So nice. Ooh, exciting. Uh, another. Yet just another keep ten. exploding. Uh, <laughs> just keep exploding. Okay. Yep. Also, for if it ever comes Considering up. Considering the three tens that I have now had to re-roll, that is a total of eight successes on that. Nice. You can oh. spend momentum if you fail, or even if you just want to really be a jerk after you hit. Well, you, ha you have to, for, for any, any dice rolls, you have to choose when you spend them. Either you spend it before the roll or after the roll. Um, so you have eight successes. How much enhancement does your weapon have provide you? Vibroblade is uh, five. Yes. Five. Okay, so that is 13 successes. Um, uh, and uh, so were you, uh, uh, what exactly does bigger you are do, do to scale? Um, we're on the same scale. Okay. Just same scale. Okay. Yeah, we so, equalize the scale and it removes the um, rule that uh, we can't affect things that are size, that are, that are three ranges bigger than us. But okay, for the purpose then. of this attack, I and this thing are effectively on the same size. Awesome. Great. So it has a defense of five. Uh, so uh, minus that from your success pool. Okay. Um, what tags does your weapon have? Hard, uh, hard part two, incendiary two, massive explosive, ranged three. Are you sure that's the vibroblade? That is that's... probably the missiles. No, that shouldn't be it because that's what I. You have the vibroblade or the been. plasma sword? I know. That's what I thought I had copied it right from the book. But you know what? I'm on that part of the book anyway. Also, just a reminder. Uh, there we go. There we go. The... Now I copied the wrong thing. Brutal, deadly, destructive, two melee, two-handed. Okay. So destructive takes away its soft armor. So, okay. uh, so you are able to hurt it once. You definitely have enough successes to crit it because you have brutal. Uh, and so that is going to be four. Yeah, that's going to be. Five minus that. So I think you had a total of 13 successes. Yes. Um, so you have five successes left to go. If there are any, any melee stunts you would like to apply after you have damaged it the most that you can damage it. Um, I'm not certain what the melee stunts are right off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm interested. Take a look. If I can stagger it something or render it, can you knock difficulty. down in space? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I was gonna say I, I don't think that I can pin or knock down something in zero gravity, but yeah, that that is a little difficult. So close combat strike. The stunts you can inflict are inflict damage, bind, break up grapple, critical, disarm, establish grapple, faint, knock down or trip, seize, shove, and sunder. 
Okay, so I I, I think faint would probably be the best one. Uh, for every mm -hmm. success success on the, the faint, you generate enhancement on your ally. You or your ally's next attack against the opponent you're attacking. Got it. Uh, so essentially, you can throw up five enhancement up to the next attacker. Perfect. I will do uh, that. Okay, uh, there is another PC turn is online. It, anyone want to go, or else I'll take it. Are you planning on hurting it very bad? I'm planning on hurting it as badly as I can. I'm cool with you going. Actually, you know what? I am going to spend the two corruption for an action interrupt. Fuck. Uh, and I am going to uh, do a terrible thing. Um, uh, let's see. You've got two. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. So uh, we've got uh, two people, people who have uh, gotten up on it. Well, three people who have gotten up on it, uh, meaning we have uh, two people kind of left uh, left over in the debris field. Uh, it is going to uh, open up the area in between its two chests, where a uh, uh, like two of its limbs come down and reach and like wrench open this hole in its in its midsection, uh, out of which comes this boil this boiling blast uh, that comes towards the two of you that have yet to get up on it. Uh, it is going to attempt to zap you two using the beam attack. All right. I am going it's to... It's a fire and it's laser. Yep. I'm going to blink. Uh, okay. Um, uh, keep in mind that you are at a plus two difficulty because uh, it is used mode, anal mode, anal mode analog spatial integrity. Well, that's not very nice. It's not very nice, but that's that's a thing that's happened. Uh, so yeah, I, I will say that it's attacking you first. Uh, you have a durability scale of two. It has a power scale of five. Um, so uh, nine, 14. Uh, does this still count as the same scene effectively for- uh, Yes, it does. Chess masters, so you still all also have two then for defense. Yep. And it's such a good power. All right, so let me know what your right. total defense is. Uh, nine. Nine, holy shit. Uh, okay. Uh, and I, what is I your soft exploded? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, what is your soft armor? Four. Four. Uh, okay. Uh, so it lances a blast at you, uh, but you blink out of the way just in time, uh, and you, you it barely uh, barely grazes the side of your varg, doing no damage. That's a real good defense roll. Uh, but it is also, its blast also covers the area where Logan is. So please, Logan, roll your defense. Okay. That is and always a separate fun. roll for it. All right. Let me get back to all my right pages here. Got a billion books open. Mm hmm. Don't have anything special adding defense to it. So should 
that is only a single success. Okay. Uh, so you have a defense total of three uh, with the bonus from Chess Master. Um, okay. So uh, what is your soft armor? Um, my soft armor. Now, does armor expert um, apply to the bard? Yes. So yes. It... Okay. So that'll increase it by one. So I'd make it four. Four. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, so I have a big old pile of successes to deal with here. Um, so it is definitely going to damage you three times, uh, just okay. straight up. Um, which that uh, takes it first. It's first. It's going to hit your Varg's hard armor. Uh, so how many of that did it take away? Uh, Varg's hard armor is three. Three. So yeah, your Varg's hard armor gets burned away. Um, uh, then it is going to critical you. Uh, so it has enough to um, to do that. Uh, so that is going to do a damage condition. It's going to be a bruise condition to your Varg. Uh, okay. Vargs have special injury conditions. You have grounded, limping, short circuit, and uncalibrated. I will say that it has a short circuit injury condition. Uh, so that is a, a negative one complication to any attempts to utilize the Varg sensors. Oh yeah, we all have. Is anyone not in a tactical bark? I am no, not I'm... in a tactical bark. I'm in a support bark. I don't even remember what special ability for ta for any of them are, but each class does have a special ability that is unique to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So it does take that that, that level of damage on the bark. Um, all right, and so that will be another PC turn. Uh, now I will shoot. The there guy. you go. And don't forget, you now have five enhancement on an attack. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, so as the beam sort of sends me, does it impact force? Um, no, it, 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 like it, it just barely grazed you. Uh, so if you want it to have affected your, mo your, uh, your, physical momentum it could have uh yeah i would like to spin <laughs> spin around that's and... a good trick sorry <laughs> me too. as the uh the, the diada is moving through space it's slowly turning black and star colored and also bright purple as it tries to keep up with the light show but he's gonna pull off the or flip out rather the very simple but very very large rifle and just put a shot quote unquote downrange at the uh the feller <laughs> all right you uh, uh okay yeah uh go ahead and make that shot all right let's see we uh, are not your... outnumbered <laughs> uh what is the power? What is your power scale for this attack? Three. Three. Okay. So it's only one scale above you. That's why I'm using my big gun. 
Well, we got big guns and we got big, big guns, but I'm afraid we're all out of big, big ammo. <laughs> okay, so with mine and the successes from our talent friend, I have 13. 13 hit successes? Okay, so it has a six defense. Um, so that knocks it down to nine. And hold on, no, that's not right. Seven um, successes to, to, to play around with. Um, it has a soft armor of two. Does, does your weapon have destructive or any? Uh, it Actually, this one only has piercing. Only has piercing. Okay, so it has a soft armor of one. Uh, so it costs one to damage it. So I'm assuming you're going to do that. Yes. Uh, okay, and then uh, does it have brutal? Yep. Okay, so that's three more to uh, to critical it. Um, and I don't have any other any other tags that are applicable. So. So you have four more successes to play around with. It feels weird to pin it down because I can't fire this gun next turn. <laughs> okay, so. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, uh, do you just want to throw it up uh, um, throw it up to defense or, or an enhanced stunt? Yeah, I'm going to uh, throw up a uh, enhancement to our Legionnaire who has not attacked yet. Sure. Uh, okay, yeah, so you'll throw up an enhance, um, which you cannot, I believe you cannot use that on the same skill, so... He can. Oh, he can? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, if I enhance myself, I can't use it on the same skill. Gotcha, okay, so yeah, so it's just for, for general enhancement up to the up to the next attack, but we do have another PC ground, uh, round to go. Who wants it? Um, I think I'm the only person who hasn't gone yet. I believe um, so. So... Still recoiling from basically getting melted and imagining you know, sparks and shit in the cockpit. Um, they're going to have to activate their unique ability to generate a weapon. Um, because that's what I can do. I make weapons. <laughs> I love that, Vark. I saw it and I was like, that. that's, that's too fitting. Um, so I can... What I'm going to have them create, uh, spending my three side points for it, is a um, particle. I can't do the nukes. You can't oh, make a fusion. <laughs> you can't make a fusion missile launcher. But I can make a particle cannon. All right. That sounds uh, cool. That uses enough wacky uh, electromagnetic force that I'm I'm comfortable calling that nuke adjacent. Sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, blast him. Fire, fire your laser. All right. No, he didn't make a laser. I made a particle cannon. Particle cannon, laser. It still should hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is he stripping electrons off of hydrogen? <laughs> Uh, so what tag, uh, what, uh, does it have anything that will increase its power scale? So the particle cannon has destructive two, uh, electric, explosive, uh, ranged varg, varg scale, uh, major only. So it doesn't have anything that will really affect its scale. Okay. Um, 
Major might do something. Uh, it major at major it, it might get one extra enhancement. Uh, okay, all right. So yeah, so Is you're within range, range for the particle cannon. Yeah, it's in range of the particle cannon. Okay. Uh, so yeah, okay. Go ahead and and roll your uh, aim. Roll and make an aim roll. One second, let me double check the pool. Uh, I'm going to be using Dex with that. Um, so it'll be a pool of nine. So that's six successes plus one from variable gravity, variable gravity combat training. Okay. So 10. 10 successes? Okay. Yeah. And you said it had destructive, right? Destructive two. Okay. Well, that, that, that's, that's how much the tag costs. Um, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I know um, sometimes they have a level one and a level yeah, two. The, so that's... The, yeah. I, I try and keep abreast of what all the tags mean and what the things, but yeah, that just means that how, how much that tag costs. Uh, so you have 10 successes to play around with. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So that means that you are able to damage it once, uh, which I'm assuming you'll want to do. Yes. Um, but you don't have much. Uh, did you take into account the uh, enhancement uh, from uh, Wu? Oh, I did not. How many was that? Four. Four. I think. Four. Okay. So that so would have made it 14 total. 14 total, which means you're able to critical it as well. Uh, good job. Uh, you have brutal on that? No, I don't think he had brutal. It well, does not have brutal. All right, but that 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 accounts for uh, the the remaining successes. So you were able to damage it twice uh, in a blast of spontaneously generated particle cannon. Uh, okay, uh, that's going to be another PC turn. Back at the top. Uh, hold on, has everybody acted? Yeah, I should. Okay, think everyone's so. acted. So that means actually it's an aberrant turn. Um, uh, uh -oh. so I mean, uh, shit, uh, wait, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is going to uh reach out one of its terrible limbs, um, uh, right in front of it where uh, Ra uh Raphael's Varg is. Uh, it's going to reach up and attempt to grapple you. Uh, okay. so go ahead and roll your defense, please. Obey me. Oh, thank you. Adobe was being a jerk for a minute here. Oh, did you want that open? I'm sorry. I don't feel like it. No, I don't feel like it. You can't use, you can't read your sheet. You don't need to do this. You should grow up and do things like laundry. <laughs> sorry. This is hitting a deep and personal nerve for you. Right? <laughs> With my own chess master, that's seven. Seven successes. That's very yes. good. Hold on, I need to look up a thing real quick. I need to make because if it if it can't grapple you, it can't do something terrible to you. I mean, I would prefer that. I I would like to not have terrible things <laughs> done to me. All right. So uh, it has five enhancement. So it has rolled eight. Uh, total of seven. 
it does get its hands on you. So this terrible porcelain hand grabs you around, grabs you around the, the, the midsection. Um, and I am going to use another mode analog power, costing me some corruption. Um, okay, and what is your stamina? My stamina is five. Five. That is a very good thing that it is five. <laughs> uh, so it is going to roll its corruption. It's attempting to use mode analog morbidity. Uh, oh. Um, does that sound good? It doesn't it sounds sound good. bad. Morbid time. Mm -hmm. It is, in fact, morbid time. You get um, one. You get one. I, I just. I actually. Go to your room. Use... Go to your room. Is he using it on him or the Varg? Currently the Varg, but we'll use its stats. Um, I, had a, I had a player use it on a Varg once. They were very proud of themselves. Uh, okay. So it does successfully activate morbidity. However, you get to roll your stamina plus your power stat to attempt to resist the terrible effect. Okay. Um... Which would instantly kill your Varg, but... How, how dare you? Um... <laughs> I actually, hmm. So this is going to be your inspiration plus stamina. Okay, I've got, that's my inspiration remaining right now, so. No, no, it's not your inspiration remaining, it's your total, total, total inspiration. inspiration. Which should be three or four. It should, I think it's four. I spent for more, so uh, it's a bit higher. Oh, right. You, we had XP, so. Yeah. Getting dice that I can easily read really quick, because if this doesn't work, I'm about to have to do negotiating with Scott. <laughs> That is a real. Um, would my defense bonus still apply or no? No, it would not apply in this okay. instance. Um, that is four. So depending on what you rolled, I may may have a something I have to do here. Uh, I would suggest doing whatever you can. I would like to spend a point of inspiration to engage in some dramatic editing. Okay. Um, you can do that. Also, you could, uh, before you do that, you could spend some momentum uh, okay. to try and get more dice on that particular roll. Uh, but either, e either option is available to you. You can I'm also spend a momentum to get scale. That's true. As a talent. I don't know if that'll help him, but... Um, I don't uh, since I'm I'm grab I'm grabbed by it technically I don't think it uh, would I I would like yeah. to go ahead and do some dramatic editing to just just manage to wriggle out of its grasp I'm still right there at hand. Unfortunately, okay. that is not the kind of thing that dramatic okay. editing uh, uh, deals with. It's more like circumstances okay. and like it doesn't allow you to directly. Um, that's cool. change the result of a dice roll essentially okay. 
Um, so I, what I would recommend is spending, uh, with the party's permission, uh, as much of the momentum as you can. So that would be okay. the remaining three momentum. momentum left. Wouldn't we have gotten one for me failing that defense roll? Yes. And getting, like, basically murdered? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to how many momentum are folks okay with me spending? Uh, I'm fine with you spending up to the maximum three. Yep, go for it. Okay. This was a worthy, worthy decision, guys. Because that was a total of four more successes, courtesy of the ten. Four more successes. Okay, so the, what that allows you to do is um, not die. Uh, not die. You a terrible, terrible rush of tainted, corrupted energy runs through your varg. Um, just the internal systems start to fail and burst, um, leaving you at maimed. Uh, so basically, all of your health boxes except for the last one that would leave you taken out are filled. Uh, so the bark is very, very functional, but still alive. Uh, so it's some bad shits happening. Um, then there's a PC turn. May I? Yeah. Go for it. I'm going to scream in rage because I wasn't able to protect my friend who, does he look dead? Uh, the Varg, it, it's like twitching uh, in space as this terrible like rush of corruptive energy just flows through it. Inside, you're fine, but just alarm signals. And... Oh, yeah, I'm cursing in a few different languages at once here. <laughs> Going to spin up the old uh, coil gun cannons and let loose and then use a little trick that I learned from my martial arts mentor and use Death of a Thousand Cuts. So that means I will self-enhance. Okay. Uh, this is still at uh, power scale three, right? No, this one's at two. At two? Okay. Uh, my power scale three weapon has extreme force. That's how it got to three. Gotcha. Okay, so six enhancement. that's a total of 14 with destructive okay with destruction so that means you have seven successes to hurt it uh which i'm assuming you're going to hurt it once credit and credit let me check see if i have brutal yes okay oh uh so yeah what i do is i begin just firing but each bullet as it goes through it teleports back out and then goes through it again at a different angle Nice. Uh, several hundred times. Uh, uh, shredding it nicely. Okay. And since you have Brutal, that means you have four successes uh, to play around with after that. Pin down. Pin down. Absolutely. It is pinned down. Uh, okay. Next PC turn. Okay. I would, I want to pitch an idea that I, I'm curious if I can do based on lots of logistics. So 
there are other vargs near me mm-hmm. are there any remnants of the station that we were on near me sure okay so what i would like to do is either use a fellow varg or the station as a uh, pivot point to use the support varg power lifter ability to uh, slam the aberrant into the hull of the space station. Okay. So uh, I'm trying to throw an object, the object being the aberrant, uh, using all of those things that I said I was going to do. Okay. Yeah, do it. Cool. Let's... I don't think the tactical bark ability could work right now. It creates cover <laughs> by shooting up the environment. Right. Well, I mean, no, you it could. You would essentially be you would be destroying bits of the station such that they they yeah. litter the field. Okay. So Scott, I have uh the equivalent of I think four scale. Okay. For throwing an object um uh, using the the power lifter thing so okay um so that would put you at even scale okay then i got four successes uh okay uh plus any enhancement i don't think so but i don't know if i could get enhancement from any of the various like cognitive awareness things I have with clairsentience, like spatial awareness stuff, and or my grappling martial arts. Um, I mean, well, if it's an attack, you always have one enhancement unless something takes it away. So at least one enhancement. At least one enhancement. So you hit its difficulty. Okay. Um, so yeah, I will say that you are able to slam it into it, doing one damage. But that's, that's fine. It's just supposed to kind of disorient yeah. it get it out of the yeah. direct yep. that, that'll do it all right next pc who wants to go um how close is the transport uh the transport is getting pretty close um it is uh you know you've got like like you've gotten a a message from its pilot that says like uh still on approach unless i should divert um how many rounds is it going to take for it to get here it will be here next round how beat up does the aberrant look? It actually, yeah, it, like there is many cracks in its porcelain thing. Uh, you see just like terrible writhing, like half physical, half energetic purple goo uh, leaking out from its insides. It is actually looking pretty messed up. Okay. Let me check a skill trick real quick. I might like to go, but I want to make sure it does what I think it does. Um Okay, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I would like to go, uh, if okay. no one else wants to. All go right. for it, do it. Um, my, my last attack was sort of the drive-by slash, so I'll say that my, my lowercase m momentum has carried me kind of past it. Um, so quickly I, I sheathe the sword and the rail gun pops out like from the back and just sights down. Uh, and I want to make a, um, a, 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 uh, an, a, I want to shoot it. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I want to shoot it. So do you a shoot? I do a shoot. Two, four, six with dexterity. Um, is there any other enhancement on this? The gun itself gives me enhancement, I know. Um, but I don't think there is anything else. Uh, I don't think superior processing gives me anything. Oh, wrong book, psionics. Sorry. Too many books open. <laughs> Too many books open. Nah, that book doesn't. Okay, making an attack roll. Oh, thank God. Uh, I see a 10 and a nine and another 10. That's three successes so far. Okay, three successes plus five for the gun. Um, uh, total of eight to hit. Uh, what uh, does this have any tags on it? Uh, the gun is my Varg scale rail gun, so or coil gun, sorry. So automatic two, destructive two, hard point two, major ranged Varg scale. Okay, so it is a, it is still acting at plus two power scale. Yes. Um, so it has a seven defense. How many successes did you roll? Eight. Eight. Okay. So it does have destructive. So it's soft armor goes away. Uh, so you have just enough to do a damage to it. Okay. I will do so. Right. And it is looking like its integrity is starting to like boil away. And like the, 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 the smile is starting to like crackle away until it's mostly, it is mostly purple writhing energy goo. Uh, and it's I'll, lost its, its sort of any semblance of a, of a dual humanoid form. I'll key out over the mic. We have to kill it now. The transport will be here in a few seconds. So there's another PC turn. Actually, there isn't another PC turn. I'm going to burn two more corruption and get an action interrupt. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Arc. Uh, uh, Gosh dang it, Bobby. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's look at the battlefield. So you've just sort of uh, uh, slammed past it. Um, uh, it is going. It is going to target the last thing that came, that attacked it with a full-on beam attack. Uh, as just like energy starts to leak out of it in a in a very unorganized fashion, uh, lashes out at you as a whip of purple goo energy. Purple goo energy, my only weakness. Oh no! Gross. Uh, Zero out of ten. Don't don't recommend. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so um, dodge, dodge. So it is operating at a five power scale uh, to your two durability scale. Uh, so that is going to be six plus six, 12, four. Uh, roll your defense, please. Um, I will. Uh, I'm going to use, again, composure because it's the most I got. Um, it is pinned down. It is pinned down. That is true. Does that give me any defensive? Uh, no, it bonus? has to buy off. It has to okay. buy off. Complication or take an injury. Uh, how much? How much uh, pinned down is that? By the way, four. four? Okay, noted. Uh, okay, that's that's pretty good actually. I have one success on the roll itself, uh, plus uh, the two enhancement from uh, the gift. Defense. So that's. Uh, that's three. My defense is two. So that's a total of five. Um, no. Um, okay. Um, oh, your what does the gift give me? 
It gives, it, it's, defense. It says it gives you two. Gives two you two defense. defense. So your native defense is two. Yes. Four. Uh, so you have so four. So now it's four. And I just rolled one success on my, so on your my defense So your roll. defense total is five. That is, okay. that is noted. Uh, okay. So uh, what is your soft armor? Uh, the Varg soft armor is two. Two. Okay. So it 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 has enough to buy off the complication and do one damage to you. Okay. Well, that's better than four damage. Yeah. Then that's really? going to come off the Varg's hard armor. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, okay. So that's going to be another PC turn. Um. I think I'm the only one who hasn't done this right. I think so, yeah. Okay. Do it. Um I don't know if I went. I don't knowing think we I went need this to, round either, Oh yeah, um but okay, you but, go ahead and go. Yeah. Okay. Um knowing uh this thing needs to die and it needs to die now uh through the the garbled message that I received cuz my scanners and senses and stuff are all messed up still. Um they're actually going to trade out their particle cannon for something with just a little bit more kick. Um, and in fact, swap it for a major lightning cannon. Okay. Um, That's always fun. Yes. It, it, the big boom. It gives me more damage. Um, so you're just going to watch as like their arm, the cannon that was attached to it, basically causing the arm to you know be locked straight it kind of like melds back into it, into those veins that were running out of it. And then a new, really mean looking thing comes out. Um, and that is going to be, oh, memento, let me roll my dice here. That is going to be five plus the six enhancement from that. So that's 11, 12 successes uh, for damage. 12 successes. Okay. Um, and did, it, did that have the heavy tag on it? Uh, it does not have heavy. It, it has a beam electrical focusable. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have heavy. That, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm worried about. So it has seven defense against you. Uh, so that is going to be, is it 14 successes? Yep. Uh, okay, so then it has seven. Um, uh, did, and does it have destructive? It does not have destructive. Uh, okay, so um, you have more than enough successes uh, as this like blast of electric energy comes out towards it, uh, just boring through its central core. All of the porcelain shatters away into like space dust and then this like ball of purple energy. Um, I am going to spend uh, in its last dying moments, moments two more corruption uh, to form an action interrupt as it activates its warp ability. Uh, a massive bleeding purple hole in space starts to open up uh, as this thing loses its spatial integrity. Uh, it's it's a uh, and uh, will you uh, Cesar? You feel that teleportational dampening static fade away. Um, uh, as this bleeding hole in space opens up uh, and a hand um, comes out from it, like grabbing the edge of the warp as it starts to pull something massive through, the transport uh, 
uh, zooms in, coming like not slowing down anything, uh, and uh, emanating from it. Those of you with psi aware uh, awareness of psi feel a massive pulse of psi energy as telekinetic tendrils reach out, grabbing each of your vargs, and you all get pulled away from the area. Uh, and you hear a voice as it, uh, um, you all begin to hear a voice in your heads uh, operating. Uh, Hold on tight. I'm operating the teleportational helm uh, as um, this massive being pulling itself into the orbit of Jupiter starts to like, it just one eye starts to manifest itself through the warp. Um, uh, there is a neotic wave that encompasses all of you and you are jerked away from this moment in space and time. Uh, there is this sort of hazy awareness of time vaguely uh, taking place um, as the psionic senses uh, of those who are active feel a little disoriented, uh, but then suddenly this transport still barreling through space, uh, momentum uh, conserved, enters into a pure field of stars. Uh, it is empty space surrounding you, uh, and uh, you uh, you feel no presence of aberrance. You feel no uh, no uh, nothing nothing around uh, for many many uh, kilometers in space. And you the the, the transport uh, engages its after thrusters slowly comes to a crawl as your barge get sort of pulled up to these docking ports. Uh, allowing you all to disengage and get into the very small kind of shuttle area uh, where you can address <laughs> address one another and finally in a moment of calm. First thing Laughs does is uh, uh, spin around and go, high fives, everybody! Cesar <laughs> uh, jumps out and just sort of snarls at him. Uh, sorry, the, the bark gets angry. They're working on it. Low five, Cesar? Low five. I'll go in for a high five. Why not? Woo-hoo! Raphael will get out of his varg and immediately just start inspecting it. It is, it is very clear that he is extremely attached to his varg. Um, yeah. So uh, to to um, clarify your situation, uh, your dogs are barge are essentially docked to this shuttle. Um, so you basically got came in through an airlock. There's no way to physically access it. It's not like in a bay or anything. It's basically like psionically tethered to it. Um, and then I will be inside. literally like look trying to see out anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, the majority of the interior of this this uh, shuttle is uh, filled up with this like biotech construct um, that appears to be like pushing out this telekinetic force that is uh, holding your Varks to it. Um, and uh, you guys see sort of in this sort of cockpit area, um, you see a humanoid figure uh, that does not look humanoid, human uh, in the slightest. It's sort of more sculpted into the form of a human than anything else. And it has sort of uh, teal and purple coloring. Uh, it opens its eyes uh, and says, hello. Um, that was a rather intense situation. Uh, I am Indigo Void Dancer. I am the, the pilot of your transport. 
Um, greetings. Welcome to my ship. Thanks for saving our asses. Bond for you... salvation! Did you do the teleport? Uh, it, it lifts a hand it points over to the teleportational helm in the cockpit area. Uh, Is somebody able... wearing it? Uh, uh, it's it's a little bit more advanced. It's like I was able to activate it. It had coordinates embedded into it. I see. Does this vessel have the capacity to host an SI? Uh, yes, indeed it does. Uh, there is a hard, I'm assuming you're talking about a hard tech AI, SI. There is a, a terminal there. I'll, I'll key my, my suit's radio to, uh, to the Kingfisher. Um, I don't know if I got your name, but would you like to inhabit something a bit more roomy? Yes, please. And there's a data transference. It's like, I'm, uh, yes, uh, we didn't have time for introductions. Uh, I, I am called Misoko. Uh, and yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, this is a bit more roomy. She pops up in, in, in virtual and says, is everyone okay? Is everything fine? Are we, are we away from Earth space? Yeah, I tell, I, where are we? Um, if anyone would like to roll an attunement roll to figure I that sort of thing out. I think that's what spatial sense can auto tell me. Which is why I asked, but if it doesn't automatically well, tell me that. You should know how far away you are from uh, like anything you have a noetic connection to. Like the Prometheus chamber. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to tell them how far we are away from Ruan's world. Uh -huh. Which isn't what they needed to know, but... Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I can tell them how far I am from Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Which is uh, close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you are roughly 5,000 light years away from any one of those points. Yeah, um, I botched on a psycholocation orientation oh, roll. Nice. Um, <laughs> like, as you guys are, like, sensing out, it's just a... We are currently at a point in the interstellar void. We are not near any particular solar system. Um, uh, uh, Masoko speaks up. It's like, yes, I do have all of your mission briefing data, although I'm not particularly skilled at public spe speaking. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm more of a logistical uh, assistant. Uh, but I can, uh, while we are getting to the staging area, I can provide you with your mission data, uh, if that is uh, amenable to all of you. Please do. It's like yeah, so. Sure. We are approaching a a uh, well. It is a very unique uh, staging area that has been provided to us by one of humanity's recent allies. Uh, it is an entity known as the Kresh, um, and they have provided a planetoid uh, for use in our operation. Uh, it is very hard to describe, but I, I understand it is something of a child of that entity. Um, I know very little about it. That's above my clearance level. Uh, I only know the basics of it. But it is a psionically active planetoid uh, that will provide a number of services, including uh, repair facilities for your Varg. I see that those are in need. Indeed. Uh, so, yes, once there, um, it will provide access to the recently discovered uh, home system or headquarters system of our enemy, the colony. Uh, we have been recently blessed with the successful uh, reconnaissance mission by two scions um, who are unfortunately died 
in the service uh, of humanity, but they did were able to provide the information necessary to locate this system. Um, it is the Vega system uh, where it has set up shop. Um, previously, we did not believe it to have any planets, but there are apparently planets there now. Um, and the staging area will provide access to that system while not directly threatening any human or, or allied worlds. Um, once there, your mission is simple, but I doubt simple to accomplish. You are there to locate a locate the most ideal spot for the activation uh, of a very advanced piece of bioware that will push away for a brief moment the corruptive disruption and allow clairsentience from Earth to focus their attention and glean vital uh, tactical data that will provide uh, humanity the means that it will need to strike back at the colony at its home facility before it can marshal its forces and attack Earth. Uh, the device in question is in the cargo bay of this vessel. Um, so absolutely, that is one of your priorities to protect it while you discover the right place to implant it. Um, we will be about an hour of travel time before we reach the staging area, uh, if my telemetry is correct. So if you have any questions or anything you wish to uh, do in that time, uh, I will be available to you. Um, please, you are doing a great thing for humanity, I am told. Uh, out of play, this is a transport shuttle. Does it have any anything in the way of amenities? Like, does it have rooms? It is very cramped. Is this a chin shuttle? Um, no, this is a human. This is a, a like a, a Banshee uh, hard tech shuttle that has a lot of Bioware in it. Okay. So there's probably like a bathroom, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there is essentially a like kind of there's a cockpit area, there's a passenger area, uh, and most of the cargo space is taken up by this like telekinetic um, carrier system. Um, is that the device, or is the device somehow somewhere within it? Uh, no, there is. It is in a, it is in a separate cargo bay, a secured cargo bay, uh, which you guys have access to. Uh, when you go, if you want to go check it out, uh, it is um, uh, roughly the size of a, of a, a compact car. Uh, it's kind of ovoid uh, with um, uh, very delicate looking like vein-like structures covering it. Uh, it has kind of a stand that it rests on. So something that one of our Vargs could carry if it needed to. Yeah, it is, you could football carry it. Okay. Um, with like sort of like the immediate like need of the mission seen to and secured, um, I I'm going to go. Uh, Jude will go sit down in the in the passenger area and just like like fall into a a seat and just like like uh, um, let out a a very exhausted sound. You good? Just, that was a lot, and um, I was tired before that all started, and now I'm just exhausted. I'm 
fairly certain the Seventh Legion has that thing handled back on our back in Seoul. But uh, uh, do we have a means to communicate back with Earth? Uh, no, not at the current, not in the current moment. Um, to, How quickly to... do you need them to know something? <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we, the mission profile did, uh, uh, did provide someone who has capacity of going back to earth. Uh, but, um, it is advised that you keep such trips to a minimum. We do not wish to, it, it appears that we were compromised in, um, at the facility. Uh, that's the only real explanation for why we were so directly attacked. We don't, I, I can't have any, I don't have any data on what exactly happened. Uh, but I believe the mission data did say that there was suspicion that agents of the colony, cultists uh, of, of the aberrants, uh, were getting close uh, to the mission and its, its data, but we don't know how, how deeply we've been compromised. Uh, Raphael will go to take a seat and just remark, so probably for sake of OPSEC, running Comdark is ideal right now. Agreed. Raphael, are you able to work with, I'm sorry, is it Nisoko or Nisako? Nisoko. 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 Raphael, can you work with Nisoko and see what, if any, data you can pull out of our VARGs uh, on what happened at the station? Yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. So my name's Cesar. I don't I think we actually said hi. No, we didn't. No, we um, didn't. Sorry. I'm no, no, it, things came up. Uh, I'm Flight Lieutenant Jude Fletcher. You can refer to me as Flight Lieutenant or Lieutenant if the if brevity is 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 in need. Um, yeah, that's uh, that, that that that's me. Laugh starts loudly humming, hey Jude. <laughs> Yes, thank I you. like that song. Um, Rafael Avarez Castillo, I'm a gamma operative. And uh, <laughs> we, we all looked to, 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 to James's character. 24601. Former Staff Sergeant Logan McCall. Former nothing, friend Logan. Former nothing. Uh, from an official standpoint, Scott, was his rank reinstated as part of his reactivation? It was reinstated, yes. Uh, I'll, and I'll say, does he know that? Yeah, he knows that. Okay. Uh, there's no need for um, that, uh, Staff Sergeant. You, your rank has been restored. But my faith hasn't. You'd be a decent person once, and they sentence you to prison. Well, well now you have a suicide mission, so that's suicide. Not no, I've seen the future, and success is all in the cards for us. Maybe. <laughs> uh, actually, laughs. Uh, give me an attunement roll. Sure. <laughs> Blood, fire, death, screams. <laughs> We are fine. <laughs> oh, no successes. 
Oh, that's good enough, though. Are you uh, sure he's psionically uh, active? <laughs> yeah, you're psionically active. As you're like thinking about like your general sense of the future, um, you become aware, like now that you're like one step away from it, you become aware of a big black wall in your awareness. Like, yeah, you generally have an idea of what's about to happen. When you think about, you know, the next couple of weeks, it's very hard to grasp. I'm a gamma operative. Uh, looks upward toward the stars and sees danger. Ear laughs at and destroys. People call me laughs. I'm comfortable with that. I just want you all to know that I love you, have always loved you, and appreciate everything we have done together and will do together. And they will go for a hug for to everyone. And anyone that doesn't hug them, he's, they are completely comfortable with that. Um, How tall is laughs? When they stand up, uh, they are uh, so usually they are squats so they like they are down on all their legs and they're maybe three or four feet tall at most like they're human hip height um, but uh, they stand up on two of their legs and at that point they are six and a half feet tall but that is not their normal like listener position it's just one that laugh seems to use to interact with people and you're radially symmetrical with five segments? Correct. Okay. You have a mouth in your stomach? Uh, no, I think they have mouths in their tendrils and uh, at the ends of their uh, their arms, if I remember right. Walk on your mouth's gross. Mm. I mean, yeah. biodiversity. Yeah. Mm, the floor tastes delicious today. <laughs> okay, I have a question, everybody. Who's in charge? Me. I don't. Is he that is a the highest? Or you just? Well, I'm not. I'm not in the military. Uh, Misoka will speak up. Uh, she says, uh, "While uh, Flight Lieutenant Fletcher is the highest-ranking legionnaire in the party, Aeon. Uh, this is an Aeon Trinity uh, Proteus established <laughs> team, uh, and the Aeon Trinity uses an ad hoc." horizontal authority structure there uh, we go. it is assumed that the team will work together to determine who has the most appropriate skill set and in the uh immediate situation uh and authority will flow to that person um exactly how it should be good i have if we are going to be talking about bona fides, uh, I have led troops into battle before, uh, both uh, infantry, uh, uh, aerospace, uh, flight-capable machines, and VARGs. I have I've I was literally attached to this outfit as as tactical and strategic uh, commander. But if we want to do it Eon's way, I guess we can do it Eon's way. So there you go. I didn't realize you're the only one here who had fought uh, aberrants before, because I thought I'd spent like 10 years doing it, but I guess I was wrong. Sorry, that was right. me this, being uh, snarky. This 
I'm gonna step away from this dick waving contest right now and actually do something useful. Um, <laughs> that is when I'll be stepping away to work with Misara. Okay, uh, so what are uh, what are you attempting to garner? Um, it was, I believe, any data um, from our Vargs that um, either just precipitating the attack or uh, during the attack both. So basically, I'm trying to get any technical data I can. Uh, go ahead and make me a uh, Enigma's roll uh, okay. to parse out that information. It's a lot of, like, your Vargs have sensors, uh, and, like, Masoko... Has a lot of like data in her, um, so you can cross reference and figure stuff out. Uh, that works. Sorry. Uh, before we make this roll, yes, I'm going to activate our first reverie. Uh, so as you are beginning to pour over this information, uh, we whoosh back in time. Ooh. Uh, to another time, a time previous uh, in Raphael's life and career. Uh, please set the stage for us, uh, Jonathan. Which uh, which which of your reveries would you like to participate in at this point? Oh, oh shit! I'm the first one up with these. Um, I I think that. My origin path one would be um, ideal for this, honestly. Um, so the scene would essentially be set in a public library um, when Raphael was was much younger, um, just a scrawny little kid with a stack of finished books on one side of him, on one side of him that have all been, you know, clearly finished and thumbed through, looking at one other book and sighing, I already read this one, and setting it aside, um, looking somewhat annoyed that he is gone through all of his, likely all of the things that are deemed appropriate for an eight-year-old in the nonfiction section of a library. So I believe that puts uh, Jim in the spotlight as Arturo Ramos. Yes. Um seeing that the young Raphael is um, flustered and frustrated by their lack of literary engagement, um, as any good librarian would do, they will come over and... Have you finished all of your books on the table or is, is this your new stack for the day? I've finished it every book in this stack, I've finished every book that's already on the shelves. The one book that I thought that I hadn't finished already is this one right here, but I have. It's basically the same information that's in, he'll really fast run a finger down the stack that's in this one. So 
Okay, well, have you attempted to take any of the knowledge you've garnered and put it to practical use? If getting, if acing every test that I take in school is counts for that, yes. But... Tests aren't real world. Tests are meant to assess what you've been learning in school. In most real world scenarios, you're never going to find, and they're going to look through the stack of books, you're never going to find, you know, this applied like it is in a test. It's never going to be straightforward. How do I do that then? Well, why don't we go over to the computer section and I'll show you a couple of things. Okay. And they'll, you know, plop all the books on the table onto the cart of books that has to go put up, get put away. Um, and they'll take Raphael over to the, because um, you know how computer computers, how libraries they have the books, and then they have computers. Usually, um, for those that are in the unfortunate situation where they can't have them at home um, or they need something more. Um, so they'll take them over and they'll sit them down at a computer near the end of a table somewhere there where they can easily pull up a chair next to them. And they're going to open up um, a rudimentary, since this is applying to hacking, I'm going to do, or, or not hacking, but data reading, uh, they're going to um, go into the program files and they're going to open up the actual executable file for a program but in notepad so you can read all of the code that makes up that executable file and so whenever you build a program or someone builds a program you have to write code to tell which switches that they need power and which ones do not. At the end of the day, all code boils down into a one or a zero. Um, but we've gotten a lot more complicated over the um, years. Um, and I personally am not the best coder. <laughs> so uh, Arturo is going to start going through and, and showing Raphael the different basics of what makes up an executable file and once they get the hang of that they'll go on and show them other kinds of files and what makes them up um, behind the scenes and as this code starts to like form and uh like the the, the stereotypical like uh pieces of code start to like form in uh, uh Raphael's imagination uh we will move back to the future uh as you've uh written a little executable of your own to start uh, data compiling uh, and cross-referencing things because you've got five different VARG systems uh, all running off uh, slightly different uh, com uh, uh, code bases, uh, cross-referencing with the, SI, the, the Trinity SI. Uh, and I will say that will give you nine again on this particular role. I will take that nine again. 
two of them because I have 12 nines. Okay. Uh, that gives me a total of seven successes. Okay. So you're going through your cross-referencing, looking for scanners. Uh, you definitely get the um, uh, you get the station's uh, onboard aberscope um, that detected a um, a small upsurge of quantum energy uh, just prior to the attack. Uh, something on board the station. Um, uh, so you're able to tell like the initial incursion point came from within the station. Um, uh, yeah, you cross-reference it with you know a a member, uh, the location data of a member of the staff. Um, you follow that trail down. Uh, you look into her her. Uh, you crack into um, uh, the personal entries um, where you find like an encrypted data log uh, under her personal section of the of the thing that includes like a shorthand list of like mission briefing on this data, uh, you know, um, you know, this person has been added to the team, like someone who would, would be spying on this mission. Got it. Um, uh, you see those logs. Um, uh, so yeah, you identify there was a spy on board who must have done something to, uh, to uh, activate or call the aberrants to the station. Um, uh, I will say you have three clues remaining, uh, which I will say will be three questions that you can ask about the about the situation. Okay. Um, in these notes of theirs, are all of us listed as known quantities on this mission? Um, with the exception of laughs, yes. Okay. Um, Trying to think, trying to think. I did not expect to get three questions on that. Um, <laughs> you can bank those clues for later. I will. I will bank them because after relaying that, because after getting this information, Raphael is then going to relay that to the rest of the group. All of what he has so far. Were you able to figure out who was the uh, spy? Yeah, you have a name. And the name will be relayed. Dead now. There you I'm going to make a note of that for my own logs. Uh, Scott, I have a question, a rules question slash mm -hmm. physics question. Uh, my base power of spatial awareness, mm -hmm. space, sorry, spatial sense, lets me create a psychosonic connection but if i were to use it right now would it be to the ship or to this point in space uh i would say it would be to the ship okay that's because that's those are two very very yes, different things yes. one's You're, useful are, and one is not you are more connected to the ship because it's a thing that has people in it and has biotech in it than mm -hmm. pure void I guess that makes sense because technically planets are always moving anyway. So, 
I would like to attempt to do that. Okay, you can so go ahead and do that. For a month, we can run back here. Uh, so I will say that as you're doing that, as you've related that information, the ship begins to approach um, this. It's It looks like a... It's very, very odd because it's not what you expect when you think a planetoid. It is a vaguely spherical shape, uh, probably about the size of Nebraska if you put it up into a ball. Um, uh, floating out in the nothing, uh, there is a bright, like hard to look at orb orbiting it. Um, uh, those of you with psychic senses can detect a, a strong psionic uh, emanation, a photokinetic emanation coming from it. Um, uh, and the ship uh, crosses sort of the, the horizon of that and lands on uh, the edge of a mountain range uh, in some foothills uh, at the side of a large lake that just brims with light and energy uh, over which there's kind of like a scaffolding, kind of like a fish farm uh, type scaffolding has been been uh, laced across this lake. Um, as the ship lands, those telekinetic tendrils deposit uh, each of your vargs into one of the sections of the lake uh, where it becomes submerged in this bright, glowing, energetic water. Um, uh, and the ship lands on a platform uh, where uh, there has been set up uh, a small encampment, kind of uh, um, uh, very, very sort of military style, uh, uh, small structures. Uh, there's sort of like an, a little cabin uh, for each of you. Uh, so you have a private space on it. Uh, and there is a line of demarcation uh, kind of semicircular around the encampment, uh, staked out with these these sort of uh, pylons uh, in the ground uh, as you line up. And uh, we close uh, as the ship lands and the team embarks onto this strange landscape that's just off in its colors. It's It looks mostly normal, but the coloring of everything is just a shade off of what you would expect from a calm mountain lake uh, as you all descend the ramp into this staging area in camp. And that's where we'll end for the day. Let us address our XP. Uh, so uh, everyone is gonna get uh, two XP base for attendance. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be generous in that regard. Uh, did anyone achieve a short-term aspiration? I, I believe I survived a firefight. You absolutely did. Uh, so uh, go ahead and check that off on our on our tracker sheet if you did. Uh, so that will be additional XP for everyone who did that. Uh, make sure to be thinking of a new new aspiration to replace that. Uh, it doesn't sound like everyone got a short-term aspiration, so no one's going to get that bonus. Uh, and I don't think anyone had a long-term aspiration either. I think I technically fulfilled one of them in that my kind of getting to prove all of my time spent with my nose in books. Uh, that I will absolutely allow that. Go ahead and check that off and get that XP. 
Um, I do believe that you did also spend half the available momentum in a single scene. I think that was very thoroughly done. So everyone gets an additional XP for that. Uh, and I say that the beginning of a story is a story milestone. So everyone gets an additional XP for that. So uh, uh, let's... I, I am curious, does anyone consider me to have made friends with them? That's a good no. question. <laughs> then I, don't... I did not accomplish uh, one of my, one of my uh, uh, short terms. And I didn't receive a scar from, from the injury that I took, so. Oh no. Yeah, it'll have to be nastier than that, I think. It, it will, in fact. Well, you got punched by like a burning hand, didn't you? I, mean, I did not. It was a heavy hand. I thought they had crackling energy. Maybe just the one that set my hair on fire did. Maybe. Uh, I, I mean, if you want to say that leaves a scar, it was a quantum-based attack. I'm trying to think, like, what did... No, because I didn't get hit. The only injury that I took oh, over yeah. the course was my Varg shutting off That's one heart. Yeah, you did not actually... Oh, right, that. you didn't get hit in the no, brawl. I did not. I'm uh, just too good. Too good. All right. So... Uh, uh, let's go around the table, uh, give everyone else a, a, a who are you, who did you play, and anything that you might want to plug on the way out. With the understanding that this is pre-recorded and it will go out probably a month. <laughs> so let's start with Sean. Uh, my name is Sean Kreef. I played Wu Sassar, and I do not have anything that will be coming out anytime soon to plug, uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Sean Kreef. Uh, from there, you can find all of my community content and official works linked on DriveThruRPG. And throw it to somebody. Uh, James. <laughs> uh, I am James. Uh, he, him. I've been playing Logan McCall. Um, I don't really have anything to promote as of yet. Uh, eventually, I will. But <laughs> for right now, that is a negative. Uh, I will go ahead and pass it to Josh. Hi everyone, I'm Josh Heath, he him. I played looks upward toward the stars and sees danger ear laughs at and destroys, known as laughs. And if you're interested in talking to me, I don't know why, but you can do so on Twitter at podcast werewolf. And Jonathan. Hello everybody, my name is Jonathan Fai. I was Rafael Alvarez Castillo. Um, you can find me on Twitter as Nox Eternus, and usually you can find me as some permutation of that name all over the internet. Uh, I am the community manager for Jackal of Live Action Studios. We produce a Vampire the Masquerade Sabbat LARP every year called The Night in Question. I am also one of the founding creative partners of Cerberus Interactive Media, and this upcoming January at midwinter 2023, we will be running a two-night Nordic LARP event called Giovanni the Family Reunion about the formation of the Hakata by the various and disparate clans of death. Sounds good. You can also uh, see me on the current season, which is season nine of ATL by Night. Awesome. And that would leave Nigel, I, I believe. Hello, my name is Nigel O'Rear. Uh, I have been playing Flight Lieutenant Jude Fletcher. Um, I don't have anything to plug, and uh, I tend to keep my online presence rather uh, 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 obfuscated. So uh, I should probably make an account that people can talk to me at if they want. So I'll be doing that at some point. 
Well, uh, well, we'll address that in a little bit, but my name is Scott Cuban. I've been the story guide of this game. I had a blast doing it. I hope that you all had a blast watching it, and I hope you all had a blast playing it. Let's say blast one more time. Blast! Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, you can find me at RPGs on the Bird app. Uh, you can also follow on Twitch and YouTube at TV, which is this year, uh, this year actual play studio. Uh, if you'd like to support the show and the channel, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Studios. Uh, one of the benefits of which is that you get to join our private Discord and have conversations with these people in the general channel, uh, if you so desire. Uh, you can also check out my work on the StoryPath Nexus on DriveThruRPG. I've got one book right now. It's an Aeon book based on youth, youth culture, uh, and I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, and so, yeah, check that out. So until next time, we'll see you in the stars.